On the show today, tackle boxes, ghost house hunting, and rocking gnomes in three, two, one. Alex, do you want a rock? Uh, I would like a stone, actually. Oh, well, that's good. I guess it's a good thing that we're on total pebble knockdown, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm Nathan. And I am Alex. And uh, let's start rolling like a rolling stone. Because if it wasn't rolling, it would just be a stone. On the last episode, uh, we looked at some pretty bad life hacks that were apparently gaming-related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like tearing apart your keyboard to make stupid things, I guess they were life hacks. They were definitely gaming hacks somehow, possibly. Um, but, you know, I did actually run across something that I think might be a little bit more pertinent. <laughs> Oh, cool. and, and might actually be something that you're interested in. It's actually an article about uh, essential tabletop game hacks. Just tell me if uh, any of these look like they might be something. Um, they are something. Okay, good. So uh, the article uh, that uh, I think originally came from Tabletop Tribe, but it's uh, 12 Awesome Life Hacks Every Tabletop Gamer Needs to Know. Now, we're we're going to just try the rating system again, the 1 to 10. You might have higher ratings on these. So the first one, as I come across here, I was like, I don't know if this is functional or not, but I'm curious. Wine rack for game mats. Yeah, I, I see this. Okay. Because wine never lasts that long in our house anyways. Ha uh, <laughs> hashtag game hacks. Exactly. Um, first of all, do you see this as practical? Well, first of all, I don't see why they're mounting it on the back of a door. Uh, because why wouldn't you put your maps on the back of a door? <laughs> because if you're using it as a wine rack, yeah. Uh, the issue with it being on a door is that there's nothing on either side of these wine things, and the door moves, so things are gonna slide out if you open the door too fast. Yeah, let's uh, let's assume though that like maybe that first picture is a little bit more indicative. Like maybe sure. it's just mounted on a wall somewhere. Maybe it's in your gaming studio or something like that. I I I guess it would be fine. I don't see why you couldn't use it. I guess it's practical. It's if you have a wine rack, you're not using for wine. Why not use it for the game, uh, you know, racks, uh, maps see, and stuff? See, the the only thing I'm thinking about it is, like, you make a good point. Like, if you have one, I can see this being useful. But I don't necessarily think it makes sense to go out and buy one, because I think the wine racks are probably going to be more expensive than the options you would have otherwise. Sure. Or you, <laughs> could, you could even just use something like this. You know, just put oh, them in yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah. Or get a cardboard box and section it. Like, you could get a... Uh, cardboard box they sell the wine in from the yes. liquor store. They can usually get those boxes for free with the insert in them right. to separate wine bottles out. Yeah. And then you'd have a cardboard box full of them standing up instead of a wine rack that you have to bolt to a wall. Oh, you know what? Expand upon that for a second. So it's already got the dividers in it, and you want to you wanna do something like this. Take out the bottom of the box... Now you can put all of the maps right straight through. You could stack them up on top of each other, because they've already got the dividers inside of the boxes. You've spent no money on this. <laughs> so, I mean, even, even if you wanted to do something, like, crafty, you could do something similar to the wine rack or to the divider in a box of wine, which yeah. is just get some little little pieces of wood and do a hat... Uh, a crosshatch yeah, cross pattern. Hash. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's an easy enough craft. I, I think mean, that would be better. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, let's face it, if we really needed to, uh, we learned from uh, Five Minute Crafts that anything, you can you can make anything out of cardboard, apparently. Yeah, pen no, pencils <laughs> and rubber bands. Pencils and rubber bands, yeah. P put enough pencils and rubber bands together, we're going to be able to make these mats. Um, I, do, I do like, hold on, I do like that underneath this, because... Yes. You know, we're looking at this article. It says, game mats are the must-have add-on these days 
that folks are willing to shell out $30 for, come check out Time on a crowdfunded camp game can't, campaign. Can't, can't, can't. Now, I would like to say that uh, I don't use game ads for a lot of RPGs. Right. Um, right. I have never used them yeah. myself. So I don't think that is necessarily accurate of all gamers. Sure, they are cool to have. Um, but I don't think they are the must-have. So uh, yeah, I I just I get the feeling maybe this is uh, tempered a little bit by the fact that with all the live plays that are out there, they usually do have visual mats to try and help with that for like streams and stuff. But I I don't necessarily think a lot of home games use it. But if if you do or you have the mats, yeah, uh, I guess so. But I think we just figured out a whole lot of better crafts that we could use to do a similar yeah. thing. Um, anyway. On, on a scale of 1 to 10, how useful is this? Uh, the wine rack? Yeah. I mean, I, w I would say like a, a 6. You're going with a 6? Okay. Go with okay. a 6. If yeah. you have a wine rack you're not using for wine, then this makes great use of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Alright. Um, so the one down below uh, is a... It's pretty specific, but it's a Crown Royal Whiskey Bag for Dice. Yeah, so I would like to be on record that I know multiple people who have these exact things. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're a drinker and you drink Crown Royal and you can get your hands on a, you know, Crown Royal with the bag, uh, or if you just gift someone some Crown and keep the bag, uh, this is a pretty solid dice bag. Honestly. Yeah. It looks great in the royal colors of purple and gold, unless you have one of the other flavors that might come in a different bag, like green. Right. Um, for the green apple one. Uh, this is something I've seen all too often uh, for well over a decade. Right. Right. And so, so just real quick, like, uh, 1 to 10? Oh, 10. 10. This is a good one. 10. Easy yeah. 10. This Easy. is this is not even a hack. This is... This is just take the bag that they give you. just a standard. If you have a Crown Royal bag, it is going to be a dice bag 90% of the time if you're a Perfect. gamer. Perfect. So moving on then, um, a rugged clipboard for RPGs. And All right. Yeah, yeah. So th this is a clipboard yes. that stores things inside of it. I yes. assume it's used for like contractors and something. Right. Similar, have something like this. Yes. Um, yes. I think this is pretty. You know, I don't think it's a must-have, but I think it's neat to do it as long as like whatever you need fits inside of it. Sure. I think sure. it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a good fit, uh, only because, like, the standard size for most RPG books, as they try to kind of show here, uh, would fit into a regular clipboard if, if you're using regular clipboard size. Um, it's usually large enough that you could put pens and pencils because it's made to do that anyway. Um, and then on the front, you actually have, like, an actual clipboard uh, so that you can put your character sheet or whatever on it. Uh, you know, it it makes sense. I don't necessarily know if it's necessarily a hack. It's just a repurposed product that becomes yeah. a, a multitasker. <laughs> I mean, same uh, same with the dice bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah or the so wine rack. Repurposing product. Yeah, yeah they're, they're these aren't hacks. These are repurposing products. I guess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Recycled for tabletop gaming. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, in general, would you use a clipboard like this? For yeah, I, I mean, I usually have, like, books on a table. Uh, I don't know if my, like, a D&D &D book would fit in that, you know, itself. Oh, sure. But here's a great business opportunity. Uh, anyone who wants to design clipboards like this, utility clipboards, that can fit a player's handbook from D&D, &D plus dice, yep. and, uh, you know, extra character sheet slots, like a, a pocket... Um, yeah, probably got a good business venture there. You can make some good tabletop accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get um, all the dividers in there and stuff. Yeah, you can you can make some bank. It probably exists somewhere, and we just don't know. About sure. <laughs> um, but one to ten, uh, I would say like a, an eight. This is pretty handy. It okay. looks pretty organized. If you if you don't have the ability to just make this on your own, uh, this is probably fairly useful. Okay. 
This next one I actually kind of like just because it feels like this is one of those things people are trying to repurpose, but an LP case for rugged game transport. Um, I, I say that because I'm like, I don't know a lot of people that have to carry around LPs anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, But the case that they have here is really nice. I probably automatically think about putting like other things like games into this. Yeah, the issue I have with this is you would need to have games that you, I don't know how many games like physically dimensionalized fit inside this. Not like the number of games, but like mm. game boxes that fit in this. So it's situational. If you have games that can fit into this box, mm-hmm. then that makes sense. If you don't have games that fit in the box, it would not make sense. Flip side, repurposing products. This box up here is actually a wine box. Yes. <laughs> Um, it only held six things of wine. Oh, I mean, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay. We're doing show and things. tell since we're repurposing. So, this is a box. It's wood. It mm-hmm. is from the brand Loose. Nice. It has a really cool that design. You know. Yeah. The yeah. grape juice is on the loose. So, it's got, you know, nice cover. Nice. This box didn't come with the wine. I got it when I worked at the liquor store. This box would have been thrown away otherwise. Uh-huh. So I had a friend that I worked who did a little bit of woodworking and they made me a nice tray. Nice. And I use this because it's deep. Oh, you know, yeah. I use this for holding my Warhammer paints. Very nice. Look at that. So it drops up. So this is like <laughs> my repurpose a product and yeah. make it used for something else. Um, oh, while we're cool. talking about it. But yeah, using things like this, because this is a rugged, sturdy box. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see how thick the wood oh, on that is. Thick. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. That's, that's really like, good. And, th- and they would just toss those away normally? Yeah. They'd just be like, yep, these are getting thrown out. Those are like $100 bottles of wine, I think yep. is what they were, somewhere around there. Yeah. And they came in nice boxes, and you'd stock them on the shelf, and they just oh. get rid of the box. Jeez. I was like, that's a really nice box. I'm like, can I have it? They're like, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so finding boxes or things like that that can store anything and be rugged, yeah, 100%. Go for it. Situational, based on you know the, okay. the size of game boxes. So I would say if you have games... That can fit in it and whatever, uh, go for it. I would say a seven, only because seven. it doesn't look like there's a lot of room in there with those games mm. to add extra padding. Uh, yeah. Like on the sides. I don't know if you jostle it around or not, so like. Right, right. Next one is, uh, I don't know. This one's a little bit different for me. Uh, business card boxes and stands. Uh, for component storage. So they basically took a business card box and they're using it for like the cards for card games or for spell cards, something like that. And then they have the stand racks that you would also use, I guess, for the business card holders so that you can hold so, everything upright. Alright, so the business card box I don't really like because business cards are not typically the same size as like a card for a game would be business cards are a lot narrower so unless you have a game that's got a uh, they do make uh cards for games that can be not conventional sizes there's a bunch of different sizes of cards sure um uh, so unless you've got cards that are smaller like that then i don't think that's really useful this one shows that there are definitely in this second picture here yeah i don't know what game that's for massive darkness Massive sure. darkness. Um, okay, cool. Never heard of it. But, like, the, the stand, I think, is really neat uh, to put stuff up on. Like, depending on what type of game you're doing, that would definitely be useful for, like, just sorting, maybe? I don't really know. It could be useful, though. I could see this if you were, you were like, big into Magic the Gathering still, and you had specific decks, and you wanted to keep the decks, like, available so that you remembered which ones were for which thing, or, you know... Uh, that might be cool. It might also be cool, too, if you were playing as a, a spellcaster in, like, D&D, and you had those spell cards that they make, uh, and then you could, like, keep them easily organized so that you could see everything real easy. Um, yeah. but, yeah, yeah, no, that, that sounds fine. Okay, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, though, 
Um, like a, a three, honestly. I don't think I'd go out of my way for this. No, no. I don't uh, think I'd go in my way for this either. Fair. The next one I'm kind of on the fence about too, which is coin capsules for counters. This yes. does feel like I have to go out of my way for these, though. Um, so, these... what are coin capsules? These are just like these... what you would put like a coin in if you were a coin collector. If you had the coins that you're collecting, any of those, these are basically the like um, oh, they're they're plastic, just yeah. just covers that go on top of them and just fit fit around them. And they're so just are... repurposing them for like counters okay. to say one. Two. I mean, I think this isn't necessarily. A... I mean, I guess these are neat. It's interesting. Like, you'd have to get a lot of these capsules and then make the inserts yourself for a lot of these, I think. Mm. Unless you have a game that just has these tokens that are the proper size. Right. Um, which, that for that, those are really good. Those These look really handy, and then they're protected, and you can just use them and slide them. They're probably easier to pick up than a lot of, like, cardboard cutouts. Honestly. Right. <laughs> um, right. On the side of that, making your own little tokens, like for magic or whatever, life counters, whatever you want to use tokens for, I think these are really great, because then you can put whatever you want into these. Maybe you're playing magic and you want to make squirrel tokens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From any of those things that we have that you can make squirrel tokens. Maybe you want to put little squirrel pictures in there. Yeah. I think this would be perfect for that, because then instead of being like, oh, look at these little... Uh, the, the little jewels that you put, the life counters that the old right. fashioned ones that people don't use like ever anymore. Um, right. If, if you wanted to do that, you could just be like, oh, look, I've got just a bag and it's full of squirrels and dump it on the table and you right. have squirrels. I, you know what um, you could do just to, to double up on that is if you had a picture of a squirrel and then you had a picture of two squirrels, you could take the one picture of the squirrel, put the one with the two on the bottom, and that way, like, oh, I have one squirrel. Oh, no, now I have two squirrels. <laughs> now, now you just flip it around, and it's the two squirrels, uh, so that you can at least get one and two. Of course, knowing how those usually work, by the end, you have 50 billion squirrels. <laughs> yeah. I, w- uh, I would give this one an eight. Okay. Because, like, uh, as long as you have a reason to use them and things to put in them, or if you want to make your own, they, are, they seem really handy. Sure. Okay. No idea how expensive they are, but handy. Uh, I mean, I know that, like, I've picked up some actual, like, they were supposed to be, like, make-believe bitcoins, like the metal bitcoins that have the capsules on them, and they were, like, a dollar each with the coins in them. Yeah, this next one is just a laminator. Um, yeah, I see that. Okay, um, great! Yeah, laminate things with the, a laminator. Yeah, I mean, not... I guess. Sure, why not? I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, if you're the kind of person who would like to laminate your character sheets, or maybe you deconstruct your books and put your pages in laminate, or maybe you want to make a uh, quick rule guide for your players, but you don't yeah. want to get destroyed, so you don't have to reprint a new one. Or maybe you want something you can draw on. Right. You know? Right. Uh, this could be very useful. Sure. I I don't think I've ever thought about using a laminator for gaming, but I mean, if you've got it, why not? Yeah, use it. Um, and, like they're saying that it's they're fairly cheap, and yeah, I I think that they are, and the pouches are not all that expensive. You could probably get away with it for like I don't know thirty bucks or something for like a handful of laminator sheets and the the unit thirty thirty five bucks. You know, I yeah no I sure yeah all right um sure. I don't know what you'd rate that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'll go with a seven. Seven. It's, uh, handy if you got one or if you just need it for other things. It's multi, multi-purpose. You could use it for home or gaming, I guess. Sure. I mean, at this Never point... Never really thought about it, but... At, at this point, we're just rating if laminators are a good idea or not, but... <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Let's go for yeah. it. Laminators are great. Laminate me a haiku. <laughs> The next one is actually also for mats. We're back to the mat thing. Uh, but this is for mat transport, and it's plan holders. And I know what they're talking about here. If you have, like, blueprints and they're rolled yeah. up, um, these would be, like, the metal or plastic tubes that you would you would roll them up into. But you can use it for uh, a game mat. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a perfectly good use for it. Sure. You could also get a, uh, like, a shipping container for posters. Yes. Yeah. Which are, those are probably also good. cheaper. 
Yep. As well. Yeah. I mean, they don't have handy dandy straps on them or anything for those. They're not cushioned or anything for those, but they are rugged. Yeah. Thick cardboard tubes. <laughs> right. Or, you right. know, I, I, I don't think I'd go out of my way for this. I don't feel like that's necessary. Uh, here's here's another thing though that I really should mention, and I I don't necessarily know if it would be cheaper at the moment, but just as a general rule, why couldn't I just buy like a length of PVC pipe and then cut it to size? Yeah, you could do that too. I don't know. Again, you're right. I don't know if it'd be cheaper or anything like that. But like right. uh, I, 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 like I don't know how much the plan holders are, but I am thinking like you know if I get like a a few feet of, like, PVC, and then get, like, glue on an end cap to the one side and maybe create a screw assembly onto the top. Yeah, um, probably pretty simple. Yeah. And then you can get whatever inch, size maybe. you want. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big, it could be a big pipe, it could be, you could do, here's a fun one for you, Nathan, you get four of the smaller ones and you put them all together so it's a four-piece and you can hold four mats in it. Oh, yep, 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 that would work. So mm-hmm. it's a quad, uh, Matt Holder. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Th- those are some other options. The other thing, too, is that if you do something with PVC, you don't necessarily need to have it rated for anything. It just needs to be PVC. It could be... It just, doesn't yeah. have to be, like, a like a Schedule 40 or something that they use for... <laughs> that they use for construction. Um, but, yeah, uh, in terms of, though, the plan holder itself... Um, I, don't know. I think there are better options we just discussed. Yeah. yeah. Probably cheaper, <laughs> probably more creative options. Uh, yeah. if, if you got it, sure, and you're not using it for your blueprints, uh, use it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to give this a low score of like a two. You're going to give it a two? Okay. Yeah. Let's just do that then. Okay. Uh, uh, at first, I was like four, and then you said two, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? This one, I don't necessarily understand. I got to read this to figure out what they're talking about, but it's don't necessarily ditch your punched boards. Uh, and that what they're talking about is the boards that you would punch out all of your components for, for board games out of. Um, it says, when punching counters for a game, we usually discard the remaining cardboard after posting a picture of it on social media to trigger the highly strung with, what did I just punch? However, you might want to hang on to those used punch boards, and rather than wave them around on the internet, stack them neatly under the insert in the game box instead. Most games are packed to the brim with the punch cards taken into account, so if you want your insert flux into the box lid to stop components swilling around inside when you store your game vertically, i.e. correctly, the used boards under the insert will restore the status quo. Basically, they're talking about just getting box filler by not throwing away the punch cards. Yeah, okay, so I guess that's fair. Boxes are typically going to be like this size if they're a big box right and a lot of it will be the filler and if you punch all the things out that'll they'll take up a lot of space um so if you want to keep it filled then sure why not if you'd rather put something like foam in there that might be a better buffer then you could do that too but these are already cut out to the box you know dimensions Right. So that right. makes a lot of sense, honestly. The only thing that I can see is what if I put all of these punched out pieces and I, I, I lay them into the bottom and then my components start falling through the little gaps in the component. Oh, well, piece. you should be putting your components in like a bag or something. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, that's the one warning sign. Make sure you do that. Or you get a topper that you cut on to that that's just not, no holes in it. Yeah, just the right size, so nothing falls through. All right. Um, um, I would I would give this a ten. Uh, it's yeah. it, it, first of all, it doesn't cost you anything extra. No, you just don't toss stuff away. <laughs> and second of all, it is already like there's no. It's you take the game out, you punch the things out, you put these back in. Yeah. So like, the effort of doing this, there's minimal effort, no cost aside from the game itself. So there, there. In some ways, there's less effort doing this than if you were to toss them away. <laughs> yeah, you got to take the trash out. <laughs> right? There's, you know, this is negative effort. <laughs> yes, it's negative effort. That, that so is solid good. ten, eleven out of ten, actually. Yeah, because yeah, because we don't have to toss things away, so that's good. This next one actually might be more pertinent for the war gamers out there, but it's uh, fishing tackle boxes or bags for unboxed game transport. Yeah. So now I just showed you this box up yep. here. One second. Oh God. (laughs) 
I would like to say that yes, this is a very helpful, not even a a game hack. It is a <laughs> just very useful thing because this is for tackle. Yeah, and these are bits for Warhammer oh yeah 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 and i have them nicely sorted in here nice yes because games workshop used to give you a lot of extras oh good um so like this one here is just pistols oh okay yep this one here is uh chest pieces yeah this one here is weapons this is shoulder pads this one's literally just chain chain swords like this yeah. entire yeah one right here it's just there's just, chain, just chain, swords. Swords. chain swords all the way down. You yeah. know, um, oh, and then just spare heads. Tons of spare heads. Oh, nice. Yeah, I see. You know? uh, so, yeah, this one is, is less of a, even just a hack. This is just something you do. If you do war game, especially, you do this. Like, yeah. You can even store some of, like, the actual assembled minis in something small enough. But you can also do, like, bases and things. You know, there's just a lot of room to do things with these. I don't sure. suggest storing uh, put together miniatures in them because they can fall apart. Um, right. Well, unassembled pieces? Sure. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So this is an easy 10 because you do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a 12 because I came up with it first. <laughs> How long ago did you start carrying those around? Uh, I don't know. I don't carry these around, but these are like for storage at home. It's not. I, I think it works to carry them around. I don't think you'd want to use the tackle box for transporting necessarily. Sure. Uh, assembled ones, especially like painted ones, because you'd want something as a buffer. Okay. Um, so that if it gets jostled, things don't fall apart. Sure. Um, so sure. for transportation, I would say it's like a six, but you want to pad it. But for storage right. use and stuff like that, sorting bits and pieces. Yeah. Twelve out of ten. My idea. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You you stole this from Alex. This is the, the 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 new thing that we're going to do. What did they steal? Um okay, cool. This next one though, I don't know about this one. Uh cassette tape boxes and accessories for card decks. Um I the cassette cases themselves, like even in the graphic, makes me think that this might not be a bad idea because there's got the two posts that like stick up out of the middle of it. Yeah, so that doesn't work for card decks very well. No. Because you don't have holes in the middle of your cards, typically, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one might not work, unless you've got smaller and you just want these to, like, push them down further, but I don't... I think I'm going to puncture some cards. Now, the, the I mean, one they give you down maybe, below... Maybe if you cut the nubs off, but I don't know how pliable that plastic is. Uh, yeah, I think you're pretty much just going to wreck the case. Maybe if they oh, it have does the say ones... it. It does say further down, you'll need to snip off the pins in that slots and the spools, or just buy some that don't have them. But once that's done, they make a great alternative. Yeah. I mean, they do have ones that don't have the, the spindle holders in them, and yeah, those, those would be more useful. You can get a box that's made for a deck of cards. So, like, magic cards that come in pre-constructed decks come in boxes. Right. Or they sell... Because, uh, you know, if you have to buy the cassette deck, then you might as well just buy a deck box. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, they they actually show one of the little deck boxes down below, and and these at least you know look uh, pretty pretty nice. Like I want to actually go to a game night with something like this this nice little box that they have. It's all wood and leather and stuff. It's, it looks yeah, very that's nice. neat. I think you've got a if you've got a bunch of like decks that would fit in that, go for it. Yeah, hundred mm. um, percent. They look a little small for a standard like Magic deck. Well, it does mention that like uh, you can also use cassette racks, boxes, and carry cases to store any deck of cards that's close to the normal 52 card. Oh, um, I don't do so, 52 card decks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had some big decks before, but yeah, 52, uh, that's, that's a lot. You gotta <laughs> clip that one out of context just for just for a short. I'll say five. It's if you five think it's doable then do it if you don't want yeah. to do it don't do it I'm, I'm neither hit or miss on this one it's okay. kind of in the mid and then the last one we finally made it to the end um budget pool table as a gaming table yeah um okay how budget are we talking this one that they're showing here they say retails brand new for about 300 uh shoddy for playing pool on second hand they're uh, 
not much more than a hundred dollars tops. Yeah, so for this mm. one, I, I'm gonna say like a one. Yeah, I don't like this because first of all, pool tables are big. Yeah. You need room for that, and if it's just being used for a gaming table, that doesn't seem like a great use of space to me. Right. Like right. I have a kitchen table. Yeah. And it serves as a dining room table, but we could also game on it and yeah. be fine. Sure. I don't see the need of a recessed gaming section in a table to game on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know some of these really high-end fancy gaming tables are like, oh, you take the top off and it just, it's a recessed in and felt lined and it's got like... Sure. Holders for all of your drinks and stuff, and it's like, that is unnecessary. Or it has multi-purpose ones where you can change out the tops and you know, put, yeah. put the inserts into it. Yeah, or, and I'm or like, put a table. I don't need that. I need a table right. I can do things on. Like, I don't need fancy. I need yeah multi-purpose. Here, I need a table that's functioning as a table. Here, here's, here's, I'm gonna make a better hack for everybody. Um, you go to a place like, like, Habitat for Humanity's Restore or something because they get lots of tables from like the you know hotels and stuff like that and they'll sell them for cheap you just find a table that's about the right size and you just buy that because <laughs> because they're probably because some some of them are going to be less than the hundred dollars that you're talking about yeah. here for this and you just figure out like a general size that you want and you just buy that like that's the end of the list but i mean at least this feels like it was a little bit more useful than when we went over the gaming hacks last week <laughs> yeah this one is is more for the actual gamer and it's not just like oh take apart your keyboard and make a clock <laughs> i did love Although the clock this one is not necessarily crafts this is things you can use as other things these are actually usable things for the most part this uh, is right. that might be handy to you uh tackle box uh or repurposing a box of wine mm -hmm. that you can do for things you know mm -hmm. these are actually things that could be handy the the yeah. crafts one we did last week um just dumb especially the fucking lime <laughs> I hope you clip in that lime picture right here too, especially that fucking lime. That fucking lime. <laughs> we need to do something about the lime. Yeah, just just clip that little plug the the lime into the laptop, and whoa, you've got a light. <laughs> that one and sticking your head in the box were my favorite. You know what would help if you stuck your head in the box and put the lime. If you had a little lime light in there. <laughs> Sure would. Uh, five-minute crafts. We just got you an idea. Your own personal lime disco ball. Oh, that's excellent. It's the opposite of sensory deprivation. Yeah, because you're getting lime scent and light at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a citrus overload. <laughs> anyway, uh, did any of these uh, lovely tabletop hacks uh, work for you? Have you tried any of them, or do you have a better version that you'd like to tell us about? Uh, yes, I already did. Yes. But you're not talking to me. No, I'm so. not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody listening. <laughs> um, but you already know how Alex feels, so just let, let us know if there's something else we missed. This is usually the time where we end up discussing something about adventuring hooks and such, seems like, from the last uh, couple episodes, and... I heard you might have one for me today you wanted to flesh out. I had an idea. Uh, okay. a, same kind of vibes. I have ideas that are similar occasionally, but very different at the same time. Okay. So last time, what was it? We, um, we body snatched. We, we, we did some doppelgangings. We doppelganged the party. So yeah. I had an idea for this time. Your party uh, goes off on an adventure. It doesn't really matter how you start, but they're either coming back from an adventure or they're starting off on the road and they get to a town. Okay. Small town. Yep. And it's weird because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Not only is it quiet, it's empty. The town is actually completely empty. Okay. Ghost town, kind of. But not run down. Just a normal looking town, but no one's home. No one's around. No one's coming out. 
can't find anyone, if you go in houses, absolutely nobody is there. There might be food on the table, like people were just about to sit down to have a hot meal, and suddenly and are the, not there anymore. And and no no remnants of people around, right? No. Besides that, but like like all of a sudden, in the middle of doing stuff, everyone just up and disappeared. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't find you might find a broom just kind of on its side somewhere, or standing up if you've got one of those magic brooms that stands up. Oh, I love those, yeah. (laughs) Sorcerer's Apprentice Um, style, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, So you come across this town, and it's empty. Nobody's there. It's kind of weird. You're not sure if this is normal. Maybe they all went to church at the same time Mm -hmm. in another town. That's the premise of it, is Mm. you come across just a ghost town, essentially, at this point. Mm. Now what do we do? I mean... Me, for, for my party, basically, um, loot everything and leave. <laughs> you just loot everything and you leave. Well, so you could. You could absolutely. There's no one there to stop you. There's no uh, security or militia or police force of any kind. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely ransack and loot the whole town. Yeah, yeah. But are you also wondering why there's no one here? Why are there plates on the table with a meal that looks like it's still fresh? No. <laughs> so, if, so in if, this case, <laughs> what do you have? What do you do? You're leaving the party, and what right. are you guys going to do? Okay, let's let's assume that I'm not playing one of my characters that just like doesn't care. I'll play. Let's let's imagine for a second I'm Snowball. So I'm an investigator, and I actually give a damn about this. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the houses that actually have, like, the the food on the table, especially where it looks like they were just there, that they were lived in far more, um, that they're not, like, actually shut down, that they're currently operating. And it's at this point that I'm going to start investigating, and I'm going to be looking for clues as to any movement that the people would do, especially if there's any kind of footprints or, or fingerprints or something that are there that suggests where they might have gone or if they were just vanished immediately from the place that they were standing. Maybe where the dust has settled, um, depending on how long. And if there is actually dust around, uh, which would suggest how long maybe they've been gone. Um, Those are all valid. Uh, So you're looking for signs of a scuffle or forced entry or forced removal. Right, and movement. Where where would people have been in the space trying to accomplish, you know, basically a framework of, a, a, like, a timeline of, like, where people were, spacing them out, figuring out distances, uh, and, and all of that, right up until the point where I have no data possibly suggesting that they are, are at that point no longer there. Okay. So that's, that's my first thought of actually investigating this out. Um, second thing I would probably do is see if anybody has journals or diaries around and what the last entries were. Sure. Going through personal people's personal belongings, <laughs> but they're not there to stop you. Why not? So no one's there. They might be in danger. I don't sure. know. Um, and I have no idea. You could definitely, if this is what you're planning, I would say actually have a couple people that have journals that go back a week or two. Oh, sure. You don't necessarily have to flesh them out fully, but, you know, got a couple entries from the last couple of days. Maybe even one from the day you're on. Oh, sure, sure. Here's here's another thing that I would probably do. I'm assuming that there might be taverns or bars or restaurants or something in this town. Some kind of an industry. Sure. Okay, so I would probably go over there at this point, and one, see if there was a guest registry. Or something to that effect, what the last entries were, who actually checked in last, uh, hotels or inns would be a good place to look at this too. Uh, but then also to look at what their stocks are and in the, uh, in the restaurants or in the taverns and stuff. Are they fully stocked? Are, is the food gone? Has it been ransacked? Have people sure. taken it? Is it going bad? Is it spoiling? Is it fresh? Right. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. That would be the next thing. So let's say this is a really small town, like a hamlet. This is like a small village. There may not be, it might be one tavern in town. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you've come across this completely deserted town. All the food seems to still be fresh. Okay. Okay. Um, is there a smithy of some sort in town? 
Uh, like a blast maybe. Child or well, something. my thought was uh, one thing the party's gonna eventually do is probably move on. Maybe they're not interested in this town. Right. Maybe they're like, there's nothing here for us. Let's just go. Oh, it's the first characters I was talking about. It, it's it's like Rembrandt or Max would have done. It would have just moved yeah. on. Yeah. So let's say they, they went, okay, let's uh, check a few things. Maybe steal a few things. Let's move on. Let's go. We're gone. Rembrandt yeah. would have just been randomly picking stuff up. Like, ooh, this looks fun. <laughs> so yeah. So you move on. Okay. You get to a bigger town. Mm. Maybe you get to a city. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out a correlation between the first town and then the larger town and see and make note if I was a forward-thinking person. So if I am the investigators in this case, I'm members of the Hoof and Horn Detective Agency or something, um, I would have already investigated that first town, and then I would have probably been making notes on the road out of that town to see if I could figure out if anyone had gone this road, this route, um, after they left town. It, if there's any, you know, horseshoes, you know, the tracks or anything like that. Do, do a lot of your basic tracking skill. However, if I didn't really care, then I, I haven't picked up any of that information. But two towns now... This feels like a pattern. <laughs> like yeah, there's something that's actually This one's going a bigger on. town. There should be hundreds of people here. Right. Thousands now, of people maybe. Now there's a lot of rogues though at this point that are just kind of like going more loot for me. <laughs> are there a lot of rogues? You haven't seen anyone in two towns. Well, there's a lot of player character rogues that <laughs> that would think, "Oh, just more loot for me." <laughs> Even more interesting. Um when's the last time you've seen a creature? Oh, okay. Any so creature. They, yeah. A monster. Yeah. So there's there's no life whatsoever at this yeah. point. Yeah. I can't hear birds. Hmm. No cats. Quiet. No. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing that I can see. No bugs. If I look down, would I see bugs? I mean, are you gonna go investigate an anthill like Gandalf? Well, I'm gonna spend start... three chapters of a book looking at ants. Looking at anthills. Uh, no, but I, I at that point I probably would be trying to look to see if I'm actually. Exp- seeing any bugs even at that point or yeah. you know anything see he, here's here's the thing i didn't fully go into every detail mm. but this is the premise i mean you could solve insects you could solve bugs because sure whatever maybe it's just the intelligent life is gone okay maybe maybe there's not rats or anything so that you know oh a town with no people let's just infest it with rats maybe then you think it's a rat plague yeah and we don't want people thinking it's a rat plague that's a false flag or maybe we do. <laughs> that's just Plague Tale. <laughs> yeah, that's just a different thing. That's just but, Plague Tale. So the, the premise for this hook yeah. is uh, you want to make it feel very liminal, which is what we were talking about before the show, a little bit about liminal spaces. Liminal space, but like yeah. empty spaces, not the textbook definition of like liminal space. Uh, it's not doesn't have to be a transitionary, uh, transitional space. Mm-hmm. But you've come across a town. It should be bustling with life. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there. You paint it to be empty. People have just vanished for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so either you can investigate it and you don't really find anything going on. So you move on to the next town. Right. You know, right. there's nothing here to really go on. All right. Sure. Maybe there's gone next town, but it's the same thing. Right. And where there should be even more people, it is still barren, empty. There's no one around. There's no... Nothing looks out of place. It looks like people were just here before you got here. Can I recall when the last time was that I saw a person in general? Uh, yeah, your party, probably. <laughs> right, right, but outside of my party. Like, what would have been the last time I would have seen an NPC? In it it depends on what you have going on before this happens, honestly. Um, God. But that's the whole premise of the hook I had, was just kind of... Empty towns. For Empty some towns. reason, something has happened, or you guys might have caused it, or there could be a number of different reasons, but I kind of wanted to be like, hey, here's an idea for an adventure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, e- even better than that is it is roleplay heavy, if you like that, and there is no monsters, unless you want to add monsters. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's more fun and more creepy with no monsters. Mm. Until maybe you've come to, like... Maybe you pull an adventure time with the reindeer. Okay. Or the deer. Which is, um, the deer 
had captured all the candy people and like sucked them in the sewer. Uh, right. Well, Jake had a concussion, and Finn was in a comatose for like a month. Oh, good. So good. this deer took all the candy people and stuck them to the wall, and the land of Ooh was just empty. No one was there. Very, very weird. Great. That episode was creepy. Yeah. Here's, Mostly because of the deer. Yeah. One idea that I had, if you wanted to, to play around with this. So, like, that first town that you go to, whether the party understands it or not, it's it's devoid of life altogether, except there's like one raven, just kind of around. You get to the next town, completely devoid of life, but there's that one raven. We don't know if it's the same one, but there's just the one. None other, no other birds, nothing like that. Just tooling around town, you know. I I, I have this idea of like, what if there was just like one cat? Just like one, just like one entity in this entire town that was just like around, just hanging out. My thought just now, while you said that, was what if all the people in town actually just got turned into a swarm of bees? Yeah. What if like everybody in town just got turned into cats? Now you have a cat town. Cat town USA. I mean, then you just have a lot of cats, and that's weird on its own. Yeah, you you become the cat lady. And that's a that's a the character that you play. Yes. Um, here's here's another uh, possibility to kind of like play around with this. What if you go to that first town and it's empty, like you said, same same mm-hmm. thing, completely empty, devoid. You move on and you get to another town, but it's the same town. Oh, <laughs> the exact same town. It's the exact same town. Laid out exactly the same. The food is the same on the tables. Every detail you explored in the first town, exactly the same in the second town. Uh, in that case, I would go, wait, didn't we just... Yeah. Come from that way? Didn't we... Weren't we just here? Alright, let's let's leave the way we... You know, go yeah. through again. Don't go back the way you came. And I assume the next town you get to is the same town. Yeah. Now here's now here's two possibilities that I think are interesting. So like we said, there's probably the possibility that you actually like looted some stuff in that first town. So I have this thought of you going to say, "Oh, I'm going to go back to those places where I looted." And either the the stuff that you've already taken, there's another version of it there, or it's not there. Uh, Whatever I you think... took is not there now. Or the third option is it's there, but what you took is not in your bag. Oh, yeah, that's that's even better. That's yeah. even better. His history abhors a paradox. That's true. That's As Cain said that one time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here's another idea, is that the stuff is still in your bag. But whatever you stole, that object in, in the next town has a glow around it that wasn't there before. <laughs> Like, it's highlighted in a color that you didn't have before. And only the stuff that you took. Why is it highlighted? Exactly. Why? Hmm. Why is it suddenly... Why why does it suddenly have a different coloration, specifically on the things that you took? Which would suggest that the new town is a new town, but is also reacting to what you did in the first town. (laughs) Is, right, is reacting to what you did in the first town. Then you get to the next town, if you took that, like, like I take a sword and a shield in the first town, and yeah. I get to the next town, and they've got, like, a yellow tint to them, and only those two objects. And that I, means they're rare. That means they're rare, exactly. I found the rare no, no, version. I take those ones. I change the old ones out for these ones. Exactly. Then you get to the next town, though, and they're red. They've got a red tint to them. Or, just keep doing it. Or, and this this is the fun part, you take just the sword, you leave the shield, you get to the next town, the shield is still yellow, but the sword is red. <laughs> like, it knows, as you're going from town to town, what alterations you have made See, from the previous I'm gonna town. I'm going to pull a soul reaver here, and I'm going to smash the sword I have against the sword that's still there and see if it creates a paradox. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then when you get to the next town, you're back to the first town. <laughs> yeah. If you create there's, a paradox. I think there's a bunch of ideas you could go with from here. Sure. Uh, just in general, depending how you want to do it. I just think it'd be an interesting way to do that and have an interesting, like, usually when you go into a town, there's a lot of colorful characters. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Lots of stuff you can do in town. So I think throwing that into the, you know, throwing a wrench into that and being like, yeah, the town is actually empty. Yeah. Having that be a center around a mystery or some kind of roleplay or shenanigans mm -hmm. uh, could be a lot of fun, even if, like, just for a one-off or it could be part of a greater mystery. Yeah. The thing I was thinking is that you wouldn't have found any people, but you also don't find any monsters. So that it's right. not, like, a combat thing. Mm. You you want another thing that would be really interesting, like, aesthetically, like, just, just from, from, you know, atmosphere, is that... Uh, we do the thing where you have the, the first town, and then the second town is exactly the same. The only thing is that everything is one inch to the left. There you go. From the first Terror. town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get... And if you keep going, and you find other, like, duplicate towns, every single time it's one inch to the left from the previous town <laughs> in every single one of the houses until... Until you get to towns where the where the tables are like embedded into the staircase oh, because yeah. they've gone they've gone too far to the left <laughs> they've moved over enough inches. Yeah, you've got a a, a a chair that's halfway through a doorway, but like embedded in the wall. Yeah, there you go. Let's Here's your adventure hook. Let us know what you think. What would you do in this situation to make this interesting or terrifying or maybe just kind of weird? We can call it Gandalf's Angry Inch, because it inches <laughs> and it makes you angry. Once in a while, we do like little games about character development and all of that good oh, no. stuff, and yeah, 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 it's good. Uh, and I found this uh, hundred warm-up role-playing questions for players. And the hundred of them have been assigned numbers so that you can roll a d100 and you can, uh, you can ask a question uh, um, uh, from this list. So what I wanted to do is I wanted the two of us to figure out a character that we wanted to flesh out some basic questions on. Oh, great. And uh, ask each other, just roll for it. In fact, I'm going to get my D100 right here. Yeah, I don't have dice near me, Nathan. No one prepped me for this. That's the fun part. It's okay. I got, I got the big, I got the giant cannonball here. I, I can, I can roll for you. Uh, but I thought it would no, be fun I to can just roll for myself. There are okay. online dice. For okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, but I thought it would be fun if we choose ourselves a character. And then ask a few questions of our character. I'm going to do uh, uh, Max. I think I'm going to take Max Jaguar, the gnomish bard himself. Um, and uh, I'm not sure who you want to take or which of your characters you might want to use. Oh boy, because I've played a character in a number of years. Yes, exactly. I'll start. So, I'm going to roll my dice, a giant ass... Oh, stop. Okay, number 58. Number 58. Number 58. If somebody, an NPC, someone from their backstory, etc., uh, your character trusts slash loves, asked your character to do something against the party's best interest, who would they side with? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, Max. I'm just going to ask you questions about Max because I don't have a character I had <laughs> recently. An aging rock star. Max is an aging rock star. He's, he's a couple hundred years <clears throat> old. And, so what if um, one of his former bandmates? Okay. Okay. Asks a favor? Yeah. But I'm still in the party. Okay, and so... And it's a former bandmate. But you trust them. But, yeah, okay. So, uh, ask something that's going to be done against the party's best interest. Um, is Max going to do that? Uh, if, if I actually trusted the, the former bandmate, I might do this. 
thing that that I'm being asked of. Uh, I think that the problem is, is that Max is going to have to know what the severity of it is. Um, but frankly, knowing Max, um, which option sounds more sounds more metal? If there's an option, what which of these two options sounds more rock and roll? Because he's probably just going to do that anyway, regardless of trust. Um, but uh, in in a vacuum, if there's if they're both really really boring, um, yeah, no, he probably he probably would just do what his former bandmate asked him to do. Probably just do that. So okay. Um, but but then then he would spend a lot of time trying to write an apology song for the party, which they would. Promptly throw in the trash. Exactly. And that's that's why I keep Thunder Wave on hand. <laughs> Do you wanna throw one at me? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. Okay. So I rolled a twenty-nine. Uh what are Max's uh hobbies and and interests outside of being a bard? Outside of being a bard, um he uh he he, he likes uh rock and roll, but that's kind of a bardy thing. Um, what does he do besides that? Um, he, uh, he contemplates how to create pyrotechnics more than anything. He always liked the idea of stage shows, being able to, you know, uh, provide his own razzle-dazzle when he's on stage. I think that's one of the reasons he likes, like, minor illusions and that kind of thing. I don't think I actually had it in his, in his bio or anything, or even in his skill set, but he'd probably be very happy, like, making alchemical devices to create, like, flashes and bangs and... Flash bangs. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Pyrotechnics of some sort. Um, he actually knew how to do some of that at one point. Big booms are good for him. He enjoys that. Uh, big, thunderous, raucous, uh, stage production. Um, so he does enjoy that... Um, not big on reading, um, but I think that he would be perfectly happy hanging out in, uh, like, the gambling hall. Not necessarily gambling a lot of money, um, but chatting up everybody around the tables and seeing if, probably, if, if he can get them to lose money, because that <laughs> would be funny for him. You gotta bet everything on, on, on red. Just do it right now. And he, like, casts Minor Illusion to make it land on black, or look like it lands on a black. Yeah, yeah that's not how to get thrown out of the casino in one easy step. But I've lost no money, because I haven't been playing myself, you know. Tricksters. Max, Max likes to, to play, play, a little, play a little trick or two once in a while, uh, and, and have a little bit of fun. Uh, not much of a drinker. Uh, he, he doesn't drink very much. Um, he's he's not much into vices. Every day is supposed to be the life of a rock star. So he's got to figure out like ways to keep his you know inflated sense of ego alive <laughs> in order to do that. Do you have another one for me? I'll let you roll for me. Oh sure. Um, Thirteen was. Does your character ever want to settle down with a spouse, children, house, etc.? No. No? no, 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 no wife, no children, no house. You left that no. life behind hundreds of years ago. He uh, left his life a long time ago in search of adventure and also rock. And so uh, those things are not indicative to being a essentially a, a rolling stone. Uh, he, he has to he has to keep rolling stone. He does not want to um, to get moss on him. So all of those things that you're discussing are basically just him having to give up his entire lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, so if your character had the chance to rename the party slash give the party a name, no questions asked, what would it be? Uh, Max Jaguar and the Cat Scratches. <laughs> really? Yeah, sure. Shouldn't it be it's the just band rat name. Scratches? Uh, yeah, maybe it should be the Wear Rats. <laughs> the Wear Rat Pack! That's it. It's the Were Rat Pack. Uh, you got. You got to pick one. Dead Cheddar. The Dead Cheddar Society. I like. It's we're the Dead Cheddar Society. This is why they never let Max uh, name the party. So probably the reason why they don't let him do that. Yes, absolutely. 
So there, oh, there you go. Here, here's, a, here's a really good one for you. 39. Is there any particular weapon, item, or etc. that your character longs to find? Um, actually, there there is something. I think I even talked to you about it in his backstory. Yeah, um, so one of the weapon, not weapons, one of the instruments that he's proficient with was a war drum. Um, he, he would have had one, but it doesn't travel very well. <laughs> um, lost it somewhere along the way and wants to recover, uh, one. But he was specifically... Uh, looking for for one that he had heard of, like from legend, that was actually used in one of the the great battles that the gnomes apparently fought. <laughs> Something to that effect. Um, he was he was looking for a specific war drum. It's one of the reasons why he's proficient in it. It's it's one that he does not have on him, and so now he's trying to find uh, one of legend. I don't know exactly what the legend was about that particular instrument. Um, but that it, it seemed like a thing that he was seeking out, uh, and, and trying to figure out how he was going to transport it, because I got the feeling that it was also a very large item, uh, that would require transport, the one that he was specifically looking for. It required 17 horses to carry, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Just gotta learn how to shrink it. If I found it, I gotta pick up the reduce and large spell. Yes. In order to make that work. Uh, otherwise, it becomes completely untenable. <laughs> or I have to find really creative uses for, like, the uh, plant growth to try and make, like, inclined planes that I could roll it down. <laughs> Something like that. Um, there but, you go. No, it probably didn't... It, it wasn't that big, but um, I imagine that there was a rumor that it was actually made of gold and gems and, and something. Like, it was it was encrusted in some way. Yeah. That the sound the the sound that reverberates from the from from the war drums um, would would inspire men to battle, and he he likes this idea of being able to find it. Uh, so yeah, no, there was definitely an item that he was looking for, and it was it was a big ass drum, big ass drum of some kind, big ass did big ass drum things, big ass legendary drum, war drum. Maybe the next time we do this, uh, you you think of a character, and then I'll ask you five questions about your character. Yeah, I didn't have a character. Okay. I haven't played it. I have not played a character in like at least four years. It's okay. I haven't played in like nearly a year. I don't think at this point. It's, it was less than a year. It was. Oh, uh, maybe it was close to a year. Yeah. We need to play again soon, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Find a way to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do something. Um, I'll, I'll come up with a different character, maybe. I have one character that's in the wings that uh, I was going to use like more of the one D&D rules for to try and build, just to see if it if it works. And that was going to be a tiefling wizard. There so you go. Maybe we should flex Cypher out at some point, then. That's is that the, what you're going to name him? Yeah. Cipher. Do you have a character out there in TV land that you'd like to be able to flesh out? And uh, do uh, what questions would you ask of uh, your characters or your other party members uh, to try and get more backstory for them? I'm going to put my giant cannonball away. Giant um, dice of doom. My dice of doom. This would do some damage if you chucked it at somebody. This way would. This is like solid metal. People don't. Yeah. I don't think people get that. This is freaking. This is heavy. Um, that's as metal as Max Jaguar. That's right. It's metal as Max Jaguar. Maybe this is what he should have been trying to find the whole time. Just a, Just a giant 100 sided die. That's good. Um. But anyway, Alex, if uh, the folks on the internet were seeking out a treasure of their own, a magical item, um, where might they find it on the internet? You can find a magical treasure of your own, uh, whatever Nathan said, over at TotalPebbleKnockdown.com. Yeah, you can. There's all sorts of treasures over there. You're going to enjoy a trove of them, in fact. And while you're there, check out our Patreon for some early releases and some behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't normally put out onto uh, our, our regular channels. You can also find some Titanium Mine stuff. 
Um, we'll have part one and two of my favorite games uh, that are going to be releasing right around the time you hear this. Um, and don't forget to check out Creatures as well. Um, you can find us on social media. I'm at Satanium. I'm at EXP Limited, and our show is at Pebble Knockdown. And of course, as always, you can find us on every podcast app known to mankind. Please rate and review where it is applicable. It really helps us out. And uh, with all that said, thank you for joining us once again. And we are going to roll on out of here so we don't collect moss. We're going to go visit a ghost town. We're going to go visit a ghost town. And there's literally one ghost. Alex has disappeared. There is now just an empty room in front of me. Oh no, everything just moved one inch to the left. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye from the weird ghost town, folks. (laughs) Goodbye for now. Okay, that's enough ghosting. If you have some ideas about how we could expand this, please let us know, uh, or or tell us if you are terrified. If it's nightmare fuel, the idea that you know, just just a bunch of loose objects just move an inch to the <laughs> inch to the side. After I just broke my neck, yeah. Okay, I love it when you break your neck too. That's also very handy. Get all my cracks out really quick. Yeah, get get all of the cracks. Crack your neck and your back. You got all my knuckles and, too. Yeah. Oh, do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got no more left. Oh, good. This is the ASMR portion of the video. That's good. Oh, yeah. Get it in there. All right.